Welcome to the Self-Helpful Podcast. I'm Kevin Miller, and this is the podcast people tune into for in-depth discussions on the latest research from our foremost leaders in self-improvement, so you can be growing and more equipped to live at your fullest capacity in body, mind, and soul. The focus of this show is increasing fertility. Fertility is a growing issue, just as with so many other pathologies. When there are systemic issues within us, they can manifest in so many ways. Fertility is one. And a quick note, if pregnancy is not a current area of interest for you, I'd ask you to please consider passing this episode on to anyone you know who's trying to get or stay pregnant or who might be in the future. They need to hear this. This is my Functional Friday episode where we focus on our health and wellness so we have the physical and mental capacity to help ourselves and others. I'm with my co-host, Randy James, medical doctor and functional medicine expert, and we begin the show talking about infertility, but getting pregnant is, of course, just step one. Then just as important, of course, is staying pregnant and avoiding miscarriage and premature birth. Nearly 20% of couples are not able to conceive and another 10 to 20% miscarry. Then about 10% have premature births. I mean, folks, that's nearly 50% of all couples who will experience significant difficulty ending up with a full-term healthy baby. This show is paramount regarding pregnancy. As you'll hear, we stumble into an issue that astounds me regarding what causes our bodies to say no to getting and staying pregnant. This is news you will seldom hear regarding the subject. Friends, if you find value from this self-helpful podcast, I'd ask you to leave a review, tell people what to expect. And best thing, just especially with this one, pass on the information or just talk about it, discuss it. It'll help it implant it into your mind and help lift someone else. You can always find and connect with me at my website or social media at kevinmiller.co. Next up, Dr. Randy James and I discuss fertility. I'm a foodie and I enjoy learning about the process that brings great foods and beverages from idea to the table. And then I like tasting them and learning the nuances of what creates the most significant tastes from coffee to cheese to distilled beverages. I did a tequila tasting in Mexico and recently bourbon, Heaven Hill bottled in bond bourbon really impressed me from the story to the taste. I grew up in Kentucky where horse racing and bourbon are famous and I got introduced to Heaven Hill bottled in bond bourbon. It's produced by Heaven Hill Distillery, which has been and still remains family owned since 1935. And I'm impressed with the bourbon's ultra rich, smooth taste. And right on the bottle, it states that this bourbon is seven years old, which is actually three times longer than what's required to be certified as bottled in bond. I feel with beverages, the longer the prep, the better the taste. Being a bottled in bond product means it must pass a list of seven requirements that set the standard for this quality bourbon. So look for it at your local store. Heaven Hill reminds you to think wisely and drink wisely. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. hit on infertility and I thought it's such a big deal as you looked it's what 
15 20 percent ish yep. yep worse in america i think than, than you know most other places of people who can't get pregnant that's a lot of people who are trying to conceive and can't so i wanted to get a resource for that that said it's so sometimes it feels like we're beating a dead horse but that is the point of this of saying well you know it's just an issue of unhealth so if you've got a ship that's sitting in the harbor and the bottom is rusted and cracking and there's a leak here and there's a leak here and a leak, leak here. It's all the same issue. And to some degrees, that's, that's true. Right. Uh, but we, <laughs> we, we smile at that all the time because so many other areas kind of hit on the same thing. If you have Dave Ramsey talking about finances, it, it's the same theme throughout, even though one person's specific situation is a little bit different. Right. And so here we are with a specific situation that touches a lot of people and a lot of, but people don't know about it because it's not something that's really talked about. And if we could say, yeah, it's a manifestation. So if you've got ill health and it may manifest with you in brain fog or an autoimmune thing or blah, 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 or infertility. And it seems like my memory, maybe I'm making this up, but it's a good analogy. Even if I'm not, even if I am, is, is it you had some patients who came to you for X, Y, Z. Okay. I'm struggling with, you know, this ailment, this ache, this pain, whatever. And you treat them. And then all along, uh, along the way, uh, oh my gosh. And we conceived, you know, as we're mm-hmm. improving our health, we conceived and we were not being able to, that it was almost a, a byproduct. So, you know, and come, yeah. Well, and we, and, and we asked the question. So that is on the list of asking everybody in the past, was there ever a time of infertility? And which is by definition, I guess we should, should define that, that if a couple is having regular intercourse, whatever that means, over the course of a year without any contraception. And in a year, there's no conception. That's infertility. Yeah. So we would say, well, you should conceive if there's opportunity for that over the course of a year and there's no conception. That is, by definition, infertility. And so a lot of women and men would say, well, gosh, yeah, there was that one you know, season, and we just didn't even really think about it. There was no conception. So they didn't call it infertility, but it just was. Yeah. And so we asked that question of a lot of people because that's, that's another clue. Um, and at the same time over here on the other side where it wasn't the emphasis, but it certainly happened later on. And in fact, of the people that we knew about, and infertility was then an issue that that came up and said, well, yeah, we have been trying and it just hasn't happened that over the course of a year of working with them, it never not happened. Mm-hmm. So at least to date, and of course, we don't call ourselves an infertility clinic or something like that. It's not the main thing. Uh, but but I do, I would look at all couples then and say, gosh, there's a hope. Yeah. Uh, uh, and you have to be careful with that word uh, because in the infertility world, you know, hope is just this thing. Thing that you thrive on maybe next time maybe next time maybe next time and um so i would i would say like that that there's a that there's a real practical technical reasonable hope well and on the aspect of of technical my gosh yeah we're talking about in every show the complexities of the human body and how ridiculously amazing it is that anything works <laughs> as you say that we can poop you know i mean it's just, it, it's all amazing and now you take that amazing complexity 
and multiply it by two because now it takes the complexities of two people to come right, together right. and for this to happen. And my gosh, your wife works at a pregnancy clinic where this is happening when it's not wanted. You know, you got these kids over here and it's just happening so quickly. And then, yeah, married couples who are going and they cannot have children. We have friends who have spent, who've gone through the rigmarole, whether it's adopting a kid overseas at immense cost and effort and heartache right. or it is the uh ivf right is that the uh, common right. Term? all of the uh, right the common treatments that that happen yeah. at you know tens and twenty thousand dollars oh my gosh yeah yeah and then and then as we talked about last we i think in the last show you know the interesting aspect again looking at the dynamics of humanity and our bodies of the couple who does adopt specifically we all heard that story right. they adopted and a month later got pregnant and what is with that that's a weird somewhat frequent occurrence and it makes me wonder and from i'll take from the non-doctoral stance of oh my gosh there's where they just stressing about it so much were they so wrapped up in the effort yeah. and now that they adopted now they whew, kind of a deep breath and it let everything else flow a little <laughs> bit better too I, I think so. Yes. I, I don't know the statistics on that. And like you say, it's a, it's a common sort of story that we all hear. But I would say yes, that in this realm, that you know, we're in the nuance. The, the fact that hormones work at all. And I, I think we've mentioned that before. You know, whether it's a ritual of of eating and then elimination and the complexity of what's going on there the ritual of a monthly menstrual cycle and the fact that you know women especially are more attuned to this rhythm and the fact that it works at all yeah we, we just take for granted well and so when we come to that to an infertility i'm a win I am not. I am not used to in the culture in traditional medicine of hearing. Oh my gosh, we're having trouble getting pregnant. The diagnosis of why don't you take a month and have no processed foods, you know, lots of <laughs> veggies and fruits. Make sure you're sleeping eight hours a day. Meditate. You know, be at peace. Maybe go on a vacation and do nothing and just rest and recuperate. Have sex and then see how that goes. And you know, put your money on a Cancun vacation instead of. IVF therapy be an interesting experiment to set up it would <laughs> it would the uh I don't know in the infertility world um I do think there is that there is the acknowledgement of uh and at the the conference that I spoke at and a couple of years ago and my topic was nutrition um and I thought that there's there's a really interesting theme. So at the at the start of the talk, um, there was kind of that moment of you know, hey, let's put our notes up. Let me look at these forty people in the eye, couples, and and take a step back and release you from the hope. It if if you go to an infertility website, I guarantee you you will see two pictures. One picture will be dark and rainy and a tearful couple with no kids. Mm -hmm. And then there will be another picture of a baby at home because it's not just pregnancy, it's baby at home. Okay. It's carrying. Sure. And 
these women and men couples walk in that stark frustrating and of course most of the days are the bleak ones because you're not pregnant yeah or you've lost another one like and then you know you get to week 10 11 12 and it's like ah i was gonna say i'm gonna go back in the intro and talk about this because just that you're right man just as big and maybe even more devastating than infertility not being able to get pregnant is being able to get pregnant and then having and then you're talking about hope dashed right and, and i i yeah I, I actually missed that thinking and coming into this because i personally know more stories of heartache of people who did get pregnant they can get pregnant but they're not carrying they're not carrying yeah and i've had memorable times and it's usually on the phone because it's usually not you know in an appointment or business hours it's oh my gosh it just happened yeah. what do i do or it's happening and the devastation of the fact that you know especially in the first trimester and the second trimester you can't do anything there is not there's not a million dollar procedure that is going to do anything that's going to help you stop a process and to well, what do you mean a, like a, a medicinal uh you're right 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 an there's, acute there's nothing well there's before this, 20 there's well through your body and correct well, sure absolutely yes in the moment if yeah. xyz has happened and 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 it's so hard to say that and on the good side, because a, a spontaneous, when the body lets go of this baby, it's almost always because it's not going to survive. There's probably a genetic defect. It's yeah. not survivable. And, um, and even then, if we go into how many pregnancies don't make it all the way, because most of the time... And probably close to 20 to 40% of all conceptions don't make it. And the woman just thinks that, you know, she was late a few days, a week, or something like that. And she'll kind of go, huh, and mark it on the calendar and drive on. Didn't even know. So that happens a lot. And so that also goes into, that's a calculation in the infertility side of things that doesn't even get calculated because you don't know. Now, for the people who are paying attention and they're counting the days and they're like, aha, you know, two lines on the stick and, and we're, we're, we're pregnant. And then a week later, there's a maybe normal cycle. Then it, it sticks in, in the mind of, oh, my yeah. gosh, was that. So, so again, it's just the, the sense of loss, the sense of failure, the sense of I can't do it, especially for a woman who wants to nurture and grow and, and hold and all, all of those things is well as we're talking about this I feel like I'm going to go back and, and, and this is not an infertility let's just talk about pregnancy in general because we do have we got infertility cannot get pregnant we've got uh, getting pregnant and then miscarrying and then we've also got premature you know babies being yeah. born which I've known which can be pretty catastrophic as well yeah the baby lived but man there's some significant issue, issues because of the premature yeah, just in fact, talked to somebody this week who is one of those couples that, uh, hey, we, we did conceive. Um, and both are working, both are professionals, both are high stress, both are, and, uh, and the baby came a couple of months early, so significant early, which means automatically, you know, a month in the NICU and, mm-hmm. and all of those things. And, and we're theorizing now that, you know, six, eight week, uh, months later that, 
you know, and is there a sense of postpartum depression in this place and hormones going crazy and all that? All of these kind of things. And the answer is, well, yeah, mm-hmm. because not only do you already have a busy lifestyle, but then you you have NICU issues. You know, we live at 8,000 feet, so oxygen in those babies is always an issue. And, yeah. and now you've got a hypersensitized parent and mom, mostly, that any snuffle, any whatever, because they've been through the oxygen emergencies. And so li- literally eight months of can't get out of fight or flight. Eight months of emergency. So this is another consequence of, you know, you go through infertility, you finally have, you finally get pregnant, you finally carry it in long enough, and it's like, we are not losing. We, mm-hmm. There is so much riding on this. And the level of, you know, like you and I talk where, and most, many people talk with, you have multiple kids, ah, the third one comes along, <laughs> you're kind of like, I hope the thing gets fed or whatever. Yeah. And so much less of the, that kind of tension. Imagine for on the other side of it where not only do we not have three or four running around, this is the one and it took us this much time and effort yeah. and energy and, and just you can't tell your body to just not worry about it. You know, you just and so it's the fight or flight mechanism on steroids, on hyper that so many of these couples go through. You know, we had, uh, you know, my first son 15 yes. months later. Boom comes out my my first daughter, and uh, I don't know what a year or two or so, and we were in a more stressful time of life, stressful finances, stress in our marriage, and and whatnot. Got uh, pregnant, and my wife developed um, preeclampsia on the third one. Yeah, Eliza, mm-hmm. and she was born premature, had to go in, and they oh, induced. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, she was born five pounds. How many weeks early? Six. Oh, is that significant? Yeah, mm-hmm. six. I, th- I think so. Five pounds, something like that. She might have, you know, they're usually born and then lose a little weight. Might have dipped right below four. So mm-hmm. yeah, I've got the picture of her. Yeah. I mean, just you know, like a itty bitty large size potato, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, itty bitty. Yeah, man. And talk about stress. You know, and what, what we we ask, what was going on in our lives? You know, did we do anything? Friends, I'm pretty candid about my lack of financial prowess. Money and numbers are fairly Greek to me, so I need a lot of guidance. One of my closest friends is a wildly successful wealth manager, and I'm working on some financial literacy and just continually seeking guidance. So I ask you to check out yahoofinance.com. Nobody knows it all on Yahoo Finance is an incredible resource for the rookies like me or the seasoned investors. You know, before my dad passed away recently, Dave Ramsey and his wife, Sharon, flew down to visit. We all got to spend a day together. And I was at yahoofinance.com just now. I saw multiple news flashes from Dave and other people that you respect. And they were hitting so many of the hottest areas in finance today. So it's a place to get a snapshot of all aspects of your financial interests. And if you have them, your portfolios. I hadn't realized Yahoo Finance is the number one finance destination, producing a holistic look at the financial news cycle, including breaking news, original editorial perspectives, analyst ratings, independent research, customizable charts, and so much more. So for your comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit the brand behind every great investor, yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. One more time. Yahoo Finance.com. 
Thankfully, the days of building a business website, then having this massive endeavor to integrate an online store are gone. Today, Shopify has fixed all that. I had one business where we actually built the entire website on Shopify's platform. So whether you're just starting out or you're selling a million bucks of product already, Shopify is just the industry leader. It works the same for physical products or online and digital, and Shopify is just hands down the best out there. Most importantly, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. It's 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Getting people to buy is not that hard, at least to the buying point, but getting them to actually give their payment info is, and Shopify is king in that department. They also have top tier customer service, which I think is critical. You can sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash Kevin. That's all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash Kevin to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash Kevin. I live high up in the Rocky Mountains where the air is clean and fresh as possible, but then I step indoors and I'm breathing in untold amounts of toxins and allergens from paint and carpet and cleaning chemicals and pets and furniture and appliances and mold and so on. Studies show the indoor air is two to five times more polluted than the outdoor air anywhere you are. And in some places it's a hundred times worse than that. Well, the solution is to get an air purifier and air doctor is just the best out there. It filters out 99.99% of dangerous contaminants and allergens such as pollen and pet dander and dust mites and mold and even bacteria and viruses so your lungs don't have to try to do that. Air Doctor comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee, so if you don't love it, just send it back for a refund minus shipping. Go to airdoctorpro.com. You can use the promo code KEVIN, and depending on the model, you'll receive up to 39% off or up to 300 bucks exclusive to podcast customers, you will also receive a free three-year warranty on any unit, which is an additional $84 value. So to get the special deal, go to A-I-R-D-O-C-T-O-R-P-R-O.com. Use promo code Kevin. And well, I, I didn't know that story and, and we could have talked about it because uh, just the whole concept of preeclampsia. And what medicine do they give you? I don't remember. Magnesium. It's a oh. nutrient. So is there, was there within, the, uh, and this is conjecture, so um, in that preeclamptic world, the what I don't understand in the OBGYN world is, well, why don't they use uh, therapeutic levels of magnesium? Um, and as, uh, and Terry did, my, my wife did, she, uh, after that, well, yeah, I know this yeah. is, that's, I mean, with, with ensuing pregnancies that was like, on, oh, oh, on, I see what on, you're on saying. Mind. Yeah. And, well, and if you go into, and if you're in the emergency, oh my gosh, we're preeclampsia and things are, you know, blood pressure going up and we got to, we have to deliver this baby. That is the, yeah. the answer, but they'll also give you IV magnesium. I mean, that is the therapy. And so it, it just, you have to beg the question, well, Am I low in magnesium all along? You know, I don't want to miss. Yeah, sometimes I forget my own story. I don't want to miss. I want people to hear. So, yeah, we had a uh, first baby, perfect delivery, perfect everything. Five days later, he had he a is, yeah. brain hemorrhage and developed uh, seizures and had epilepsy. And he's got a long story there. Uh, 15 months later, had my second one. She was, uh, what's it called? She was standing, um, st- uh, feet first. Uh huh. Uh, breach. Bre- yeah, but it was double footling breach. Oh, yeah. So she was a full breach. So they were trying to turn and her, turn her, couldn't. Turn. And so 
had to be Caesarean. So it was a, a Caesarean. So she was the term, but Caesarean. Third one is uh, preeclampsia, yeah. and she's early. Then we have, gosh, what, five, a good, years. good amount of years. We thought we were done. And then Terry delivers four more kids all perfectly, and the last three at home. Yeah. So just to hear for people to hear hope that man if something goes wrong. So we had something th- you know technically go wrong with the first three kids and then four that, that were, were uh, normal. All if good. you want to use that yeah. word, yeah. One of them had kind of crossed eyes, but we got that fixed. Um, but yeah, but just to, to see that man, it's it's not a death now. There's there there is hope. You know, but I, I want to come to this because we're talking about again if we're looking at pregnancy and talking about infertility, can we get pregnant? And then talking about okay, we're pregnant, but can we carry we're it carrying, to full yeah. term? And then or, or can we carry it? You know, without miscarriage, and then can we carry it to full term without a premature baby? So to begin with, though, you've got a couple. You've got a man and a wife. You have a boy and a girl who are trying to come together. And is it as simple as, look, if we're going to test them, let's say somebody's having a hard time. We're, we're yeah. not getting pregnant. Yeah. We test them. So the dude, you know, they test them and yeah, yeah. he can yeah. You know, have sperm and there's, yeah. there's swimmers in there. So do we say, okay, well, that well, should work here. Yeah. Yes. And it's not black and white. Well, that's what I'm asking. I yeah. Don't, yeah. I don't so let's go into that because, um, and same with women, the, you know, it's, it's, it's People want an algorithm. They've got their pens ready, and they're like, "All right, he's going to tell us what supplements to take. He's well, going to tell us." Well, I'm, but I'm literally from an ignorant. Do we do that? We test the guy. And say, yes, okay, we do. It looks like he's got sperm. That here's his semen, and yep. looks like it should be good. We check. No, her we don't say go, that. That's oh, that's I, what we don't say. It's, I don't know. It's a scale. Okay. Like, yeah, he's got swimmers in there, or whatever. But are they strong? Hmm. And are are there enough? Okay. So, and that's so. If we start with a male and say how. Much I think we mentioned this sometime in the past, but we are in worldwide lowering testosterone. Yeah. So that that's that's an issue. Worldwide decreased number of sperm. Worldwide, and I don't know if we. I'm going to assume worse in America and developed nations. So 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 worldwide, and it's not you know do you have swimmers or not or whatever, but how many and how strong and are they directional and do they look intelligent or they look stupid, you know? And of course, so then you get a grayscale response like you know you're 20 percent, 40 percent close to normal or ideal or something like that. This is a great example of where we can say, well, what is normal? If worldwide everything's going down, then your, your whole standard, your scale just shifts it over. We don't have a normal. We can't compare to grandpa. But we can because we have the data to maybe one or two generations earlier. But it normal is by definition what's going on in the average people now. So we are in danger of calling infertility normal. Like that is going to increase. Sure. To the point where if fifty percent of couples have to go more than a year, then okay, infertility is normal. Now it's it, it it brings up weird doomsday kind of conversations, like is the species going to die out and that kind of thing. And I would say, well, yes, if we look at trends and you give it enough time, then statistically well, we will. Yeah. Okay. So there's that. But right now, for people who are in it right now, why is this going on? So I would highlight from this worldwide kind of thought process the just the the presence of neuroendocrine disruptors. So here we go with number one. Yeah. So things that we are doing environmentally that are going to disrupt the neurology and the endocrine and the immunology going on in our bodies. So there's response. 
in our bodies to pollution, to toxins, to plastics, to hormones, like we talked about last time, that come to us in the food. And now we have, you know, all of the, the cows and the dairy and the chickens, and now we have frankenfish and, you know, all of these kind of things that somebody says, oh, these are safe, the FDA approved or whatever else. So, so let me just tell you, yeah, so here's a normal person that, again, 100 years ago, we weren't dealing with this. Today, you're standing in your office, your home, you're going through your day, your car, whatever, and the amount of chemicals, pollutions, whatever, that are affecting us, which we talked about, I don't know, episode whatever, <laughs> which was kind of environment. It was in the first 13 episodes, environmental issues. We've got that. Then we're bringing literally into the holes in our body, you know, ears, <laughs> nose, mouth. Mouth, primarily uh, mouth food we're bringing in again these things that we really we really don't even know the breadth of from processed foods and, and yeah especially like what you talked about the the you know what is that chicken in the feed or, or, or cow in the feedlot getting to this point i don't even know man whatever right. the fda will pass and say it's not going to kill you this instant right uh, and we're eating that so that's coming in and that's the building blocks of me as a man, and here's my wife, the building blocks of what we are made up of, our cellular construct, and we're trying to create a human. Holy with smokes. those cells. With that stuff. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, no wonder. No wonder. It, it really, now we're back to, holy cow, I can't believe we conceive it all. Yeah, exactly. And you throw in uh, Wi-Fi and the electrical noise that's going on in the world, so it's not even through the holes in your body where things are coming in now. Yeah. It's... We swim in this stuff, right? So we are in it. And granted, it's not that the FDA is miserable, evil people, and that there's a conspiracy going on and, and whatever. No. The system is the system. Which, but yeah. they can't look at you as a unique Kevin Miller individual or Mr. Smith out there, Mrs. Smith. They're trying to conceive. There's no studies done on their cellular physiology in their environment with their food. Right. And even the FDA, even though they approve hot pockets and Cheetos, they didn't say, because we approve them, you can have them for every meal and exist. No, you can eat them without dying. Immediately. As a treat, very, very rarely. <laughs> okay, but just what you said, so we just talked about that cellular construct, but then the next thing I thought of that we've talked already is, and then we live in this stressful anxiety, so imagine taking that cellular uh, buildup that we have and then sticking a mixer in it that's constantly <laughs> just ripping things up. And More noise. We're going to try. To, we can't. Yeah. We can't hardly sleep or go to the bathroom correctly. Much less. Much less make a human. So. So now let's put a healthy human. The wisdom of the body in there, and I'm going to use an animal model, and say if 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 the bunny rabbit, if Mama Bunny Rabbit, who are famous for you know making more bunny rabbits, is out eating grass, and along comes the wolf, mm -hmm. and Mama has to run away. And run, 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 run. She is near to death. And she makes it. She gets down the hole, takes a deep breath, and the heart rate settles down, walks over into the den. And what does she and Daddy Bunny Rabbit do? I get it on. <laughs> Make more bunny rabbits. What would a human mama bunny rabbit do? She would tell Daddy about that wolf. And she would say, you think we're going to do what? And she would be right because it would be daddy's response to say, I'm going to go get that wolf. I'm going to fix this situation. And now he's all stressed out too. And whether the wolf is the laundry or the boss or the perceived time pressure, even if you're watching soap operas all day long and whatever else, you can perceive stress. 
it doesn't matter. The human within his and her mind can and does create a fight or flight response. So we don't even have to be in the response, but we are. And we call it bills and payment and this and that and the other and a thousand other whatevers. Okay, I, I, you got I thought you were going to go into the um, the book. The uh, oh, why do why don't zebras, it's the same thing? Yeah, why well, don't zebras get ulcers? Well, speak it because that's relevant to the bunny rabbit to why the bunny's able to same do thing. That. So the zebra is out there, and if you watch a field of zebras, you'll see their head pop up and go down. It's like. You know, pop up, go down. Where's the where's the lion in this case? Well, even even here in our town, where we're overrun with mule deer, but they still do that. They're sitting there, and then boom, man, they're looking up. They look and up. They're, they're tense, aware. Even if it's just you draw, driving by, and that's right. Uh, and and then the lion attacks. All the zebras run, scatter. George gets eaten, and what do the zebras do? They they go back to what, what they re- do. Recovery. Yeah, they, which, they recover. And, and, and if we're so, chased by a line, we're going to be wrecked for a year. Yeah. We, we relive it. We dream about it. We fear it in the future. Yeah. And, and that's, that's what separates us from the animals. We can't anticipate bad things. Okay. And, and we, just, we just outlined, there's our next show, stress. We haven't talked about yeah, that. We, we talk about it constantly. We haven't talked about it. But, and, and just to quickly, here's your preface for that, that as Dr. James would say, stress well, I mean, obviously, if we're creating and, and, and living within too much stress, that's not good. But stress in and of itself is not bad. It is our response to stress. And so stress in this response, scenario, yeah. the bunny, the uh, zebra, they have an, an incredible stress. This is, this is literally life or death. Life or death. And they deal with it, and then boom, they're over it. And yet us, we run amidst this you know, little sea of minor and major stresses, but they we relive them over and over. Okay, so... There's the next. A, yeah, we, we got to get into that. But go ahead. So the the consequence to that hormonally is going to be to turn down the sex response. And I think we looked at our our own labs and we talked yeah. about SHBG and the sex hormone binding globulin and the whole idea that the body is going to bind up the sex hormones to say, you know what? The, and again, if we sort of parent that or quote air quotes the wisdom of the body, it's not that the body thinks th- through all of this. It's just the physiology is going to say. Let's just not get pregnant. That was well, not I mean, a good time. You, you, I don't even know, layman's terms, bind up the sex hormones. I don't even know what that means. Well, uh, so all hormones travel around the body. Think of it as a, on the bus. you got to get on the bus for the hormone to go from here where it gets made to there where it's going to have an effect. Right. So if imagine your children are out there and then there's a red alert, a terrorist attack. We could send a signal out to all the bus drivers say, don't let the kids off. Oh, okay. They're in danger. So now the, that's the protein that binds the hormones, and they're out there on the bus, and they get bound tighter. They, Goodness, don't, okay. they don't let. And so I, you might be making testosterone, but it doesn't get to the tissues where it needs to do what it wants to do. That's great. I didn't know that. That's, that's a really great analogy to say, okay, so I've got the stuff within me to you know, make this happen. But yeah, if well, let's go back to the, you know, the cavemen uh, in, your, in your rabbit scenario or, or even or even the rabbit you know the rabbit goes in like you said that and sh- chased by the wolf or, or whatever goes back in and moments later you know she can calm down and she and and husband rabbit can get it on but if that wolf is out there growling and digging in they won't so they're so, so, so <laughs> they would cower so they're they're going to cower so let's say that the same thing their 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 sex hormones or whatever mm-hmm. are going to bind up and go no this is a bad time right this is a bad no, that's right. brilliant though randy good to, i mean my gosh for the average person out there to think are you in your stress causing your body to bind up because it's saying man in the state that you're in right now this is not a good time to procreate that's right. 
But okay. That's big so deal. Here, here's maybe a better analogy. So, because this will bring it into the human world. Instead of the wolf, because, you know, humanly, we get it. If there's an intruder banging on my door, we're not going to get it on, right? That's just not going to. And this is where and the word. If you tried, maybe your body's going to go, well, we're not going to. Right. That's, great, I was least. just going to say, this is where uh, the word turn on comes from. Okay. Because it turns on. It's like I didn't ask it to or whatever else. It just kind of, you know, things turn on. Yeah. And women have a different turn-on process than men and all that. Uh, but it, 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 that people would say, yeah, I'm, you know, in, on the libido side or vaginal dryness or things like that. It's like, ah, oh, it was a great date night, but why didn't it turn on? Okay, go back to the animals, the rabbits, and let's say it's not an immediate fight-or-flight stress. Let's say it's a year of drought. Mm-hmm. So now it's a whole year, and there's just not enough food. Well... In humans, we, we haven't experienced that in hundreds of years. But the animals, and so, you know, if we said it's a, it's a really wet year or something like that, rabbit population would go up. Well, then the fox population goes up, and it kind of, you know, that's the animal kingdom. So <clears throat> if, the, if it's a dry year, then in the rabbits, what will happen is the, and I, okay, I don't really know how rabbits, how they work, but let's say a deer or a dog. The woman, mama dog, won't go into heat precisely for the same reason. The starvation response is a stress response, and mama dog doesn't get turned on. So daddy doesn't smell it, and he doesn't get turned on. smart evolutionary reality. That's the way it's, yeah. And so it's designed that way. Things flow that way. But you bring a human in, and we don't live according to instinct and physiology and that kind of thing. We live in a different higher level and so we still expect maybe you know in a marriage a human sexual relations to happen but instead of an acute there's an intruder at the door it's the drought of i don't have a job i don't have a job and as a man i'm thinking i'm not a man i can't provide and it doesn't turn on Hmm. and a woman might be thinking oh my gosh i've got too much to do and I've got, I have to work two jobs and uh, whatever else. And even though it's a nice, relaxing Friday night and you can sleep in in the morning, all this stuff, it just, for so long, it's been, so the sex hormone binding globulins are getting spun up every day, every day, every day, every day, every day. There's a little signal throughout the system that says, you know what? Let's not let the kids off the bus. Let's keep them on the bus because why would we want to get pregnant when we're totally stressed out all the time? It's, it's great. I'm, I'm thinking back to your animals in a drought they're not aware and thinking about a drought they're going along seemingly feeling like they're normal and yet their bodies know there's a drought there's not, enough food. not a good right. time to procreate and so their bodies adjust that so even with us whatever mind tricks we're trying to play over if in general xyz is happening and our our mental state and our thoughts and our patterns are, are, are over here our body can know, even though our conscious doesn't, and know that this is not a good time, and it is binding. It, uh, it it'll is hold, turn off. It is holding. That's that's daunting to think about, but okay. it makes perfect sense. It it really does. Now let's go and make this even more complex, right. because you say that to somebody, and they're like, "Oh, it's in my head." Well, it's in everything. <laughs> yes, good and, and good and bad. Yeah. Well, right. So it's in your body. Your body. Now we're in whatever episode where he said this is back to that brain-body connection. And there's a conscious level where I can think, okay, I'm going to choose to be grateful. I'm going to choose to have a good attitude. I'm going to choose all this kind of stuff. And and there are those kind of things. And at the same time, what have I been choosing to think subconsciously for yesterday and the day before that and the day before that? My brain is likely to stay in that mode 
and now we're in. So yeah, it is in your head, but it's not like a conscious thought. So it is wrong for the doc or whoever or a husband to go and look at a wife and say, you just need to relax. Or a wife to say the husband. Yeah, that, always, that always that always works. Works. Anytime my wife's upset, I just say, honey, just calm down. It always works. <laughs> or, or vice versa. Like, you know, for a man and on the later years and erectile dysfunction is like, I don't know. Yeah. It is in your head. And for somebody to tell you, well, just relax. It's like, uh, yeah. that'll just get, yeah. That, it's so the complexity here. Now we're back to, I can't believe it ever works at all. Yeah. That we're going to take two humans and bring their their emotions and their spirits to, together. And that's why we would say sex is special. It's a special thing. I, I, it, I would use sacred. It's sacred. Yeah. It's 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 a set apart thing, and it can create a whole nother human. Yeah. And the complexity of what goes into this process is so special, and and. And, and so now let's bring it back to, yes, your your mind and all that, but why, if we look at the guy and we started off talking about uh, the, the lab and maybe his sperm, it's not aspermia, like there's some in there, but it's oligospermia would be, it's less. Oligo means less. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and it's not zero movement, but they look a little retarded. They're not really effective. Why? And, and he might be saying, you know, I sleep eight hours a night. I'm not stressed out. I love my job. I, you know, why? And so... One of the concrete things that we tell people often is to say, well, I'm going to bet you're low in zinc. Zinc is related to this process. And, you know, we test everybody. Uh, That's just on the, and uh, whatever episode we did nutrients in where it's like, if we just averagely test people in any of the trace minerals, then averagely most people are low in something. If low, so by that I mean insufficient, less than the best levels, whatever that might be, and some are deficient, like, yeah, you flag red. Well, there's one chink in this gigantically cosmic complex situation, and boom, you don't have enough zinc. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Why did you pull out? Okay, again, and people have heard by now. They've heard in us enough time. There's not any one cure all right. anything for anything. But is is zinc atop of the list? Yeah, fertility. Yeah, okay. yeah, zinc is related. So, so, and you know, we look at that worldwide. You know, global sperm counts going lower, and so zinc is in that conversation. Okay, you know, and I would okay. say, yeah, we just we don't eat our vegetables. We do, we eat. We're back to we eat junk. How do we expect zinc to get in there? And do, have, that, do we have zinc in our in our multivitamin? Uh, most multivitamins have very little amount. Oh. So and you're so, not taking. So, uh, oh well, now you're on a different topic. Okay. You know, when would you take it? When would you not? Okay, and, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So, so trace minerals. Oh, but I was going to say now. Here's an interesting feedback loop again to the brain piece because if you're in that stressed out mode then the brain is sending a signal to the gut to say, you know, 
Now's not the time to eat. But what do Americans do? Oh, eat. We got six more meals coming this day. Always time to eat. And so the brain is just getting confused and saying, hey, I said let's not eat. So the the signals for digestion and absorption and and assimilation are going down as we eat more and more food. So we're eating food that doesn't have very much zinc in it. But we're telling our brains, hey, we're stressed out, and now we're stress eating and, and spinning that whole process up. But really, if you look at the animal kingdom, when animals get stressed, they don't eat, except for humans. And so, and we don't eat because that's, that's a normal, good physiologic stress recovery response is to say, hey, let's fix the problem. Because the opposite of fight and flight is rest and, very importantly, digest. It, it is. I, I know. I know. That's another. <laughs> Isn't that up, awesome? It's another. It's just, but but just just that aspect of yeah. Here in America, I, mean, I grew up that whatever ailment you have, it's okay. What food should you eat? You got a cold? You should have chicken soup. <laughs> and now, over the past years of being with you, our response today is when we're ever not feeling well, it's don't eat. I mean, that's the first, that's my first go-to now is if I don't, if I, if I feel super stressed, if I'm, if I want to prepare, like if I was a kid, you know, taking a test in school or, or whatever, if, or if I'm heck, doing a big interview or whatever, or feeling that sore throat or the X, anything off, don't eat Yeah, is the thing to help. Not what should I eat? Grandma's, you know, I, 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 or whatever. I totally agree. And at the same time, it hurts. It hurts my brain. Oh, right? to not eat. Yeah. Like I'm thinking of. If well, I have to do a, a speech and I've got that nervous kind of thing, man, I'd really like a X, Y, Z, whatever to just kind of, but it, it makes it worse. It, it's better to not. I agree. Yeah. It just, though, and as though, Americans, though, it hurts. Though you, I would, but I will pull you out on the, on the, the fasting, not eating thing that you, like you talk about, you have been doing this. You've been pretty consistently fasting for how long? A couple of years now or not even that long? Not even that long. Maybe I know. About a year. And, year and building a, half. a relationship with it is my point. Building yes. a relationship, which then it takes away that feeling of, uh, that negative feeling. The negative, negative feeling con- of connotation. Yes, and I would say part of my relationship with it, like we talked about, you know, you and I both did a long one here this month. And the week after a long fast, it's like, man, you would think I would be really good at separating my my emotional connection to food. But after that long fast, it was like, gosh, I find myself thinking even more about food for whatever I'm more reason. grateful that I get to eat. I, yes. It's, <laughs> and I, it makes me look forward to yeah. the next meal, maybe a little more, yeah. which makes that sort yeah. of spot lunch, if I forget my food or whatever else, it makes it more grumpy, <laughs> angry. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I deviated. I just yep. wanted to hit that, though. But I, and, and I don't, I don't want to get us off track of, of, of wherever you were going with, I mean, because we're talking again, we're talking about pregnancy. We're talking about, uh, infertility. I do want to get into past that. Say, okay, let's say you did finally conceive. Is that fair? Well, hang on. Leave? What if okay. we, we, cause we got to talk about the labs on, on the women's side too. So men, uh, if they say, gosh, I think my, my, you know, if, if, if they get a gray score, they're not really good on their sperm or whatever. I would say, okay, stress is a biggie. Um, Nutrients in general is a biggie. Zinc maybe is, is a specific one, but is there an algorithm how we would treat oligospermia? The answer is no. We would say, you know, the, the normal doctor, they don't even say anything, but they would say, well, eat right and exercise and don't drink, don't smoke, and okay, maybe some zinc. And I would say, okay, well, go listen to our first 13 shows. Do all that. Mm-hmm. If you want to make a baby, don't take that for granted. You have no idea of the complexity. Mm-hmm. 
Okay, what about the women? They're even more complex. Well, because I say that, like you mentioned our first 13 shows that go through, uh, you know, the pillars of, oh, the first two are kind of overview introductory, and then, yeah, to, to 13 the tenets. Because which one of those, because now you've got me thinking about this binding thing, which one of those, any one of those areas, I should say, any one of those areas that I could be off could be causing my body to go, uh-uh, not a good time. Sure. And that's the way it should be. Well, I, I didn't get it. I didn't know that now. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah, that because uh, uh, think of a check. You know, we've got a, one of our best buds is a, is a pilot. Yeah. And oh, they, do yeah. A, they do a check and, or, or, or now in the, in the operating room, like where you have high. It's a no fail, fall, no, no fault yeah. business. Yeah. And in the operating room, you know, there's famous stories about they cut the wrong leg off. Or well, that would be like an airline saying, I, we're, we're in Paris. I, I thought we were going to Beijing. I mean, we, do, we landed in the ocean. I missed the it, runway. You can't do that. It's no fault. So what do they do? They do checks. Yeah. And so the pilot, he's memorized it, but he still has to say flaps, check, whatever they do. Can you imagine the complexity of your body? And you wake up in the morning and you're going to put Cheerios to get to work. You're going to drive a car Fueled by Cheerios. I mean, come on. I, I looked. At, I looked at the donuts this morning as I went through and got coffee. I looked at them. I felt guilty for looking at. You them. would have landed in the ocean. It would taste and, great, but then, yeah. I mean, and now people are saying, "Oh, come on!" Like you guys are being all extreme. I mean, you like you, and you're one of the the good ones, smart ones. You're like, I didn't even know all this binding stuff was happening and whatever else. Uh-uh. You don't know what you don't know. And the well, com- and I, but I got to pull out. We you're one of the weird. You know, yes, we are. T- this is this is to be healthy. Well, is extreme. And so, if I had a, I was looking at, as I was writing uh, book writing yesterday, and I was making an analogy of a rich guy who I know who could easily go in and buy a fully loaded. Uh, Ferrari, it was like a T8, something like this, $400,000, you know, car at the Ferrari dealership. And to think about what if he did that the next day, would he even remotely consider going out ah, you know, fuels low, ah, just dump some Mountain Dew in there or, or, or whatever. No, I mean, he's going to put the best. Right. Or even the 85 octane thing. You spend $400,000 on a car, you're going to spend three more cents a gallon to get the whatever the other is. And if he doesn't, he's going to, that that car is going to feel it and and affect it. Well, and so then we're back to, do you want to, I I would like to, I want to function as like a Ferrari. I want to be able to, to do 300 miles an hour and blah, 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 as opposed to my Suburban where, yeah, you can put a kumquat in the gas. (laughs) It'll go along at five miles an hour. Don't expect much of it. Yeah. It all right. It so the, so there we are with that that complexity and we were going over to the women's side and saying there's even more complexity. And you and I we would honor our women to say it sort of that way that the women in our lives to say there is a specialness here. The hormone dance is more visible. Clearly it's more visible. It's more uh sensitive. It responds to the situation a little bit more because if you think about, you know, if uh, if there, <laughs> this fits our American stereotypes, the guy is kind of blunt. Let's just say obtuse. Let's just say he's not so smart. So he doesn't really know there's a famine. <laughs> we, we, we just say, uh, I'm, I, we're utilitarian. <laughs> we're utilitarian. So Women are art. Guys are just utilitarian. Well, because they are. They're going to nest this baby within them. Well, I was going to say, because once the, we pass infertility, uh, then we are on. Now you're going to carry. Well, and then we're on the woman. And talk about, I, I can't uh, imagine uh, the weight of that. 
the responsibility of that. That if anything goes wrong now, if I miscarry, if I'm premature, what did I I do? And we have to be very careful there because well, I grew I. By my wife. I mean, she did that with preeclampsia. She's wondering, what did I do wrong? You know, what did I, what, what could, po- I mean, how can you not? And how uh, can you, not? so I, again, it's not that, that it's not that stress question. It's the response, right? Because if, and you didn't, but if you had said, yeah, what did you do wrong? If you had even, then it would have been the next baby would have been that much worse off. Right. Because her, her internal response mechanism would have been so noisy, stressed, whatever, and and so that we probably have, was one of her primary. It, it probably was, was was taking care of herself, feeling responsible for. Yeah. I am growing this baby. It, it's all women that think that way. It will and go on the other side. What if they don't want to be pregnant? Oh. Think of the, you know, what implication does that have on the baby within the womb? You know, and, and that's gosh, talk about a yucky subject. But you, you know, again, your wife works at a crisis pregnancy center and she deals with this as we talk about the body's propensity to bind you know in a bad time you think about my gosh what about the girl who was raped and got pregnant well obviously there's exceptions to that so her body didn't bind even though that was a horrific incident and stuff always exceptions we're going with the averages here sure and and that's where we also have to be for people hearing this and they know people so so gentle i mean it has to be bathed in you know, you have to know the person and 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 their because there is no single answer. It's so complex. So we're back to testing and on on. Well, what is their FSH and LH and and the E to P to T, the estrogen, progesterone, the testosterone? As we're as we're looking at the hormone dance within a woman and her cycle and those kinds of things. Yes, all of that pertains. You know, and 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 and. We said very clearly, I think, on the last show that if we go over to the high school, 90% of women are going to have a complaint of acne or breast tenderness or my cycle's late, it's early, it's heavy, it's hard. And I'm like, how do people get pregnant ever? Yeah. How, how does this even work? So, so, yes, probably. Now, in the past, we've kind of blamed the women more because they are more sensitive. But now, it's probably, you know, the obtuseness of the guy and his, his zinc is low and his sperm just don't work. You know, it's a little bit more simplified. And over here on the women, it's, well, this month, your, your estrogen was a little off. But then the next month, it's progesterone. And then the next month, it's this one. And the next month, it's that one. And, and how do you figure that out? And I would say there, it's very, very difficult. We have whole subspecialties in medicine that only do this. So there isn't a specific algorithm. <clears throat> but... For people that come in to us, usually not specifically for infertility, but for a host of other kind of whatevers, as we're recreating and rebuilding the foundation, well, then the body just works. And pregnancy is a normal part of that, even though we take it for granted. And then son of a gun, there it is. And now we have to carry it. So now you're back to the carrying of it. And and like on the guy side, we say, okay, famously zinc and smoking and... Um, uh, some things like that on the on the female side, I would say predominantly in our society today that it's estrogen dominance, progesterone insufficiency, and so why is that? Well, so our lifestyle for uh, if you are sort of go 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 or stress 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 or busy 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 or whatever else, and your food tends to be high carb, low value. And your exercise tends to not be there. There's a little bit too much adipose tissue. All of this fuels estrogen development. Mm-hmm. 
and reduces progesterone development. So then there's a, an imbalance there. And so that'll bang on, that'll uh, pound on the sensitivity of ovulation. And when that happens and it's a little days late or whatever. So, you know, famously when on the infertility shows, you see women say, okay, it's 12 o'clock on the 15th day. Okay, we have to have sex right now. Yeah. So that's what they're aiming at is, you know, when are we ovulating and how do we get things together? Which is relevant. But again, you've got me just on this whole binding thing (laughs) that you've got me thinking about creating them. I just wrote that down, creating the perfect moment. And so, okay. So, okay, Dr. James, so we're going to eat perfectly for the next 30 days. We are going to sleep well. We are going to uh, keep track of her cycle when she's Mm -hmm. ovulating. And we're going to, I'll never forget. I had some friends one time and they said, yeah, we waited for that day and we had sex like 20 times in 24. I was thinking, man, that's this is like a Viagra donor to be able to do that. That's amazing. Um, but, but trying to set up this, this moment. And yet if either one of them has a sense of foreboding in their life in any way, but especially towards this baby of the guy or, or either of them wondering, can we provide for this or, or maybe a, a, a damaged perspective from the past of fear of being a parent and being responsible. This again, I was just, I just had the, the that term foreboding is there that the body is thinking drought and this is not a good time. And so, uh, you know, there's this saboteur over here that that is in the head, but that's not, not a bad thing. I mean, it's all, everything's in our head, but just, it's such, it's such a big thing to look at and go, where could it be? And we're back to everything. And like, as you said a minute ago, it's all, you know, all our initial 13 shows of addressing every area and auditing that and going, where could the culprit be? Again, granted, with grace, as you keep saying, yeah. that you could be doing all those things well, and there's still something broken. My God, yeah. I mean, there's going to be somebody out there who does everything right, it, and from yeah. genetics and whatever, where that, that finite, now we want to blame everything on genetics, and we're going to say, no, don't hardly blame anything, but there could possibly yes. be something there that is broken in you, and you have wrecked sperm, or you right. have wrecked eggs. So now, now we can apply the lens to everything, and you know, in my family... I look at my son, and it's not that we're worried about his testosterone, but he has a body that's mad at his hair follicles. And so his hair falls out, and we call it autoimmune alopecia. Well, what could it be? His zinc or his this, his that? Which we we don't talk about ourselves all the time. I mean, yeah, you, so as we talk about all this, you have, how how is he, 10? He's nine. nine, uh Nine years old, and... Uh, has some severe allergies, like uh, with peanuts, like a literal anaphylactic, you know, candy, whatever. And right now, for the past year, mm-hmm. has no hair. Mm-hmm. He's growing back a little bit. Maybe he, he was for a while. We were trying some different kinds of things, and then he got a little fuzz, and now it's gone. So, Doctor James, the functional medicine expert here, has a kid who is bald, looks yeah. like a cancer patient at age nine because of a. A brokenness. A brokenness. And somewhere upstream in his thing. And, you know, and alopecia, if you go and you research that one, it's like, yeah. Like we've said on, on shows in the past, for so many chronic issues, no known cause, no known cure. But it's conjectured to be autoimmune, <clears throat> most of it. Could be uh, genetic, and it just is. It, it, but he, And here you are trying everything. I well, mean, yes. I mean, yes, and, you know, uh, my main... My main frustration is he's a picky kid, yeah. and it's it's like every day, and, and no kidding. This this week I look him in the eye and I'm like, okay, you understand that that 
well, last night there was a piece of cauliflower on a plate, and I said, "You understand? I know intellectually, you understand that's good for you." And over here is, you know, you want to have another, you know, pasta-y kind of thing, carb, and that that's not bad for you. We don't call, we don't call it bad food, but this one's better than this one. And he's like, I know. Do I have to eat that cauliflower? <laughs> yes, you do. Yeah. And he chokes it down with a swig of, in this case, kombucha, because it's sweet, right? And he, he does that gulp, gag, brah, and I'm like, oh, come on, stop it. But every day, every day we do this, and he's nice. So he's kind of okay. He's sort of slap, happy, go lucky, and whatever else. But I'm like, ah, when middle school happens... But the but but again the the normal American kids diet his is significantly better yeah. overall. I mean, yeah. He's not having processed food and high yeah. sugar and yeah. all this stuff. He gets his yeah. sleep. Okay. You guys yes. don't have a high stress, and yet Here still yeah. he has this Him. issue. So even as we talk about this, and yeah, to the couple who's out there going, "Oh my gosh, this is so complex," and you may do everything right and still not be able to get pregnant just like you still cannot get hair to grow on your nine-year-old kids. Right. So th- th- just grace and compassion. Grace and, and we, compassion. We, and that's why we, we say, it. look, everybody gets old. Everybody gets wrinkles. We all die. The system cannot sustain itself. Like your Ferrari car isn't going to drive 400 miles an hour forever. Right. It will slow down. There is a naturalness to this. And, and that's what makes this human life so awesome is because it's such an adventure down each of these eras and right now we want to be, you know, awesome 50-year-olds. And what does that mean? And I would really like for my nine-year-old to grow some hair. And then he looks back in the past and says, yeah, that was a thing. And women and men are out there saying, yeah, we really would like to have a child. We would like to conceive and do all this kind of stuff. And it, there's no guarantee to any couple. But there are things that you can do. And so yeah. we're in the fight over here with hair. And they're going to be in the fight with infertility and the women and, you know, measuring estrogen, progesterone, testosterone. That's why I'd say, yeah. Uh, my experience of people working down the IVF, infertility, you know, they don't talk the way I talk. They don't, they don't do it that way. So we go in and measure those things because we're also talking with men, women or people come in because they are having headaches and they are having acne and they are having dysmenorrhea and, and pelvic pain and whatever else. And, oh, yeah, infertility. So when we're addressing these things, often... <clears throat> It happens. So, okay. So I, so I do, okay. So I, I do want to ask, so then you get pregnant. So it finally does happen that now we're on, you know, the woman and looking at it. Can she carry it to term? Can she not miscarriage early? And it's just death. Can she not have premature? And of course we would say all these things matter but I, I mean i don't know the dynamics of that why does a body reject it's now gotten pregnant yeah, why would okay, it reject okay so let's say at the top that what we already said before almost we don't know but 20 to 40 percent of all pregnancies are going to wind up in rejection that oh. it's just unsurvivable so i think that's a breath of fresh air to women who are saying oh my gosh i can't carry that that they're like oh that's a very, very natural process of the body saying, nope, these genes didn't come together right. We need to, you know, this one's not going to survive. So, okay. But what about over here where you've got multiple pregnancies that don't carry? Now we're thinking there's an issue. And the two common areas, I would say, progesterone deficiency, insufficiency. So in the IV, or in the infertility world, a lot of times, you know, you get pregnant, we'll just say, all right, take progesterone. And... Hold on. I'm stuck on that because you just normalized miscarriage. 
to some degree. I did. Uh, well, you said I, I changed you said, the definition. Of well, it. but you said that it, it is common. But I'm I'm back over here. You know, going back to the animals, that how often are the mule deer here? Yeah, are they know. are they miscarrying or having a premature? I mean, we. we Seems like that's never heard of. Of course, I'm not in the wild monitoring that, but the animals have premature. I'd venture to say not much. I mean, not so much. This and if they do, they die right away. Right? Like they can't keep up. They can't walk. They can't whatever. Yeah. So. So this is still a, a, a weird. Uh, no, no. I, I so that's where I'd say we've got, uh, um, and I forgot the medical way to say you've got pathologic miscarriage or multiple miscarriages or yeah. inability to carry or something like that over here. And then you've got normal miscarriage. And, uh, you know, we would say spontaneous abortion. That, that is elective abortion is over here a choice. And, but spontaneous abortion happens 40% of the time. And it, it is. It's this body saying, man, we can't handle this. This is not going to be good. And to save the host, it's, we're going it's probably to... the baby itself is, uh. it's, this is a part Cellular death is a part of life. The opposite of a cell that doesn't know how to die when it should die is called cancer. It stays alive forever. Well, similar kind of a thing here. If the mechanism, if the physiology knows we are not survivable, so apoptosis or apoptosis is the cellular physiology. Every cell is built with self-destruct button. And if that self-destruct button gets broken, that's called cancer. So similar in this kind of situation, you've got... The cells know we're not we're not viable, and we're going to go. Okay. So it's not mom rejecting, or not it's not mom saying, "Hey, uh, this one doesn't look quite right," or whatever else. It's 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 more the cells itself are saying we're not viable. So there is that, and I think it's a breath of fresh air to some women who say, "Gosh, I had multiple mm-hmm. miscarriages." Well, maybe it's just a whole bunch of bad luck. In I mean, but we're still talking about you know ultimately this. There's something wrong. There's some. Uh, there's an ill. Uh, health, physical, mental, whatever, that's... Well, no, that's actually, it's working correctly. Okay. Because the self-destruct button is working correctly. That's what I'm saying. Just okay. don't... Okay. That's a, that's normal. Your uh, dead skin cells falling uh, off... It's of, normal, but then, then back to what you're saying. But if it's happening, boom, 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 boom. Right, right. Then, then right. there's a sense. Okay. So okay. we're on the grayscale. You okay. can't black and white it. But so if it's happening all the time, then I would say, well, number one in my mind is you don't have enough progesterone. Number two in my mind is there's a thyroid wrongness, offness, inability, you know, grayscale. Your, your thyroid's kind of off. Your progesterone's kind of off. Your estrogen's too high. And it won't carry the pregnancy all the way out. And so that's where we work with these people. And, of course, I'm not in the you know, not delivering babies anymore. So I don't watch them all the way through. They have their own. Well, can we go to the mental side there? Just in your list there too, that if, again, if you've got somebody who has a man, there's something, a stress, an issue, something along the body could be responding to that going, okay, it's drought, whatever we need. Yeah. To, we need to stop this because we're not gonna be able to handle it. Whatever. I mean, just to bring well, that up. and that, yeah, you can bring that up, but I'd bring it up less. So because we have a dramatic amount of babies born during warfare, after rape, after, you know, all yeah, kinds. So yeah. it's just, there's not any sense of regularity to the super duper, I want to be pregnant sense of whatever that is. And the, oh my gosh, I don't want to be pregnant. How did this happen? And all of that. And yet, you know, the pregnancy keeps going yeah. on. So yeah, yeah. I, 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 in fact, I would say, I think it's, um, I think it's counterproductive to even discuss that 
to the woman who's like, all right, now I'm, I'm at eight weeks. All right, I'm trying really hard. I'm like, stop that. Just this is where we talked in the past before the, the concept of benevolent detachment. That's what I meant by once you're pregnant, it doesn't matter what you See, now I'm going to counter, counter, contradict myself. Of course, you have to eat right and exercise and all this kind of stuff. And don't go run marathons. And, but, you know, you can have the most benevolent, flavorful thoughts to this, this growth in you. And it might not happen yeah. still. I was going to say, my wife's, you know, efforts mainly came after, oh, my gosh, we're pregnant again. You know, we didn't do a whole lot of great planning. And apparently, we're not up to speed on how to do birth control real well. So she would get pregnant and then go, oh, my gosh. Okay. I'm not going to, you know, no more alcohol and I'm going to do this and do this and, and, and start, how can I bolster myself to be the best fertile ground for this child to grow well, grow to term. And yeah. And, and and we would say you, you go to normal, you know, you go to less noise and more, you know, right. Less toxins like alcohol and more good food. And we should all be doing that anyway. And, and, uh, yeah. It, it's, so again, I, we just sort of stand in awe at the fact that the, the way that it works, it's such, it's such a fine-tuned system, and there's, there is a wisdom within the physiology, and at the same time, your brain has such an impact on that, yeah. your lifestyle, your choices, so it gives you responsibility, and at the same time, it takes it away, like, oh my gosh, this is not your fault, that you, you didn't do anything to cause this. And the dance, the balance of, of this. I, I, I almost want to, I mean, is it fair to, to wrap up in, in a way to say back to your analogy of during a wet season, there are the animals are having more birth. They, they instinctively know or they unconsciously that this is a fertile time. This is a good time to have it when there's drought their bodies automatically know to bind up. This is not the best time that we live in a culture for everybody to understand. We live in a culture that for all of us, I mean, my gosh, look at the news, you know, uh, just check the headlines. It is a more drought oriented perspective of life that we live in. And so it makes sense that our bodies are going to uh, bind, hold uh, on, hold on tighten up. and not be open to this beautiful thing that we call uh, conception and that's what we all have to deal with and much more yeah again as you said go back and listen to the first 13 episodes and address all the areas I, in your life is your best shot I as we wrap up though you you wrapped it up on the negative and I'd say turn the page okay. and oh my gosh the beauty that we live in the the fruitfulness the mm-hmm. the economic stability even in these times like we are not worried about our next meal we are not worried about the safety of our kids we are not worried about the things that have been a normal worry for thousands of years are not the worry i can let even though politically and all this stuff we're in a time of drought i can let that go i can choose to live within a rhythm don't look at the news (laughs) (laughs) oh in fact one of i can't say names or whatever but she was classic and you know what helped her Got off Facebook, got pregnant. Wow. No kidding. That was that was her story. <laughs> There's the okay, headline for this show. Wrap up get off one. Facebook, you'll get pregnant. Hope there that was go. helpful. Okay, friends, again, uh, just such an important show to pass on to anyone who is intending to have children now or in the future. And whether you pass on the episode itself or just some of the key info. 
I thank you for tuning into this self-helpful podcast. That's the best thing you can do is keep the discussion going, share the information that you hear in the episodes, grapple with it, talk about it, discuss it. I sincerely hope I've helped you help yourself so that you can help others. 